Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Hope. I'm Pastor Tom. It's good to have you with us. Happy Fourth of July weekend. All right. Happy birthday tomorrow. Born on the Fourth of July. I think there's a song about that. All right. Uh, if you are visiting with us or if you have any prayer requests, we encourage you to fill out this piece of paper in your bulletin, and you can drop it in the bucket on your way out. We will follow up with you accordingly, um, and we just want to encourage you to share your prayer requests with us. We take those very seriously, and we pray for people regularly when they appear uh, on our list, which we need you to do this or send us an email through the website, and then we will get people praying for whatever's going on in your life. Also, uh, later in the service during the time of offertory, there will be uh, some, either a deacon or an elder or both available by one of the back doors. You'll see them standing back there. And uh, I encourage you to go and uh, have someone pray with you for something that you may be in need of for prayer right now in your life. So that will be available later in the service. Um, I think that's about all we have. A lot of things are on pause for the summer, so not a ton of news to report today. Izzy? Come on up here. <laughs> so, how you doing? Good. So, you are um, entering sixth grade. You're in. You're now in youth group. You're no longer one of the important people. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah. All right. Is is the mic on? Oh. See if there's a green light on there. There's no light on there. We're going to try that again. Oh, there it is. <laughs> we did. That, that did not happen. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Here, take a step back that way. There you go. All right. That should do it. So you are now in sixth grade. Sixth grade. And you are entering youth group. Thank you. That is. That is a big girl Bible. Um, so what you have there is called a study Bible. And it's a student study Bible, so the study notes will be relevant to your stage of life, I hope. But what you will find it, when you open that up is in any, on any page, like the top portion is God's Word, and then underneath that there's a line, and under the line are the study notes that were written by some people. Okay? So those notes are just there to help you understand what the Bible is saying and that part of it. There's also good stuff in front of every book of the Bible. It kind of tells you where that book came from, who wrote it, yeah. what was going on, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. hopefully that will help you engage God's Word more fully. And I wrote a little note in there for you. And then when you graduate from high school, you'll get one that has actually your name printed on the front of it and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to wait for that one. You've got to read that one first, mm -hmm. and then you get the other one. Yeah. All right, very good. Um, would you like to call all the important people down? 
Yes. Okay, let's have the important people, sixth grade or well, fifth grade or younger, please come to the front. Excellent. You just got to tell your sisters what to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know. Yeah, come on down. We'll wait for you. We're not in a hurry. Totally optional. Welcome. Good morning. All right. Very good. How you doing? Good. All right. So, Izzy, you had a Bible verse that we were going to read um, mm -hmm. for the children's chat. As you get that ready, um, what is something you need when you are scared? A flashlight? That's, that's a good answer. Did you say biscuits? Oh, I was like, that. me too. I need biscuits when I'm scared. A parent. And what do you want that parent to do for you? To protect you, and that gives you a sense of what? Happiness, okay, and comfort, right? Your, your mom or your dad, if you're scared, you go to them, and they provide you a sense of strength and comfort. They make you feel secure, safe, and like everything's going to be okay. All right. So Izzy has a verse that she's going to read that talks about the way that God gives comfort to his people. You ready? Yep, I think right. so. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Very good. So what does God want for your heart? What does he want to give to your heart? Maybe when you're afraid, what does God want you to have from him to you? What does he want? Happiness. Maybe. Actually, in my life, I don't think God has ever been very concerned with my happiness. Right? That's not his primary interest. I mean, I get it. With, you know, Tomorrow's the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. But God seems to be more interested in shaping my character than keeping me happy. I'm just saying. All right. So God wants us, this verse says, to have comfort. What is a, what is a great example of comfort? Feeling safe. Feeling safe. What would you say? Okay. Hugs. Says the, the number one hugger in Hope Church. All right. Yeah, hugs, right? So a hug is a way that we show someone that they're safe, they're loved, and everything's going to be okay. God wants you to know that he wants you to feel like he has you in his arms all the time, that he loves you. He wants you to feel comfortable with him, to have comfort when you're scared or when you're not scared. doesn't matter. He wants you to feel and know that you're loved. What would you add to that, Is Anything? Nope. All right, you think we should pray? Yeah. All right, you want to do it? No. No? <laughs> All right. 
Dear God, thank you for these precious children, and thank you that you tell us in your word that you want our hearts to have comfort in knowing how much you love us and what you have done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his willingness to sacrifice for our forgiveness, that we may be together with you and may experience that sense of being hugged by God all the time to know that we have his comfort as a gift of his grace. We pray your blessing on these children as they study more of your word and hope for kids today. Lead them into a deeper understanding of your love for them through your son Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. All right. Y'all have a great time in hope for kids. Good, good. You ready? Yes. All right. You want to sit down? Yes. <laughs> She's on there. Say hi to everybody. All right. Okay. Well, we should probably say a prayer before we get started. Do you want to dial or hang up? Uh, hang up. Okay. Father God, we pray that as we open your word this morning, that you would open our hearts, that you would speak to us and reveal to us that which you want us to know and understand and apply from your word today. And Lord, as we do that, we lay at the foot of your cross the burdens of our hearts that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word. We give you our sins and our disappointments, and we Thank you for the forgiveness and grace that are ours in Jesus Christ. We lift before you those relationships in our lives that are strained, and we pray for peace and reconciliation where it is needed. We lift before you those whom we know and love who are in need of your healing mercies, and we just pray that you would be with them. We lift up Dean and Helen Johnson this morning and just pray for your presence, your peace, your uh, love over them. And we lift up uh, Mike and Yolanda Clifton and just pray for continued healing, especially for Yolanda and the pain she's enduring. And we lift before you the other, the other folks that we know and love that are in need of your healing today. Lord, we lift to you this country and our leaders at every level of government, and we pray for wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. We lift up our men and women in uniform we pray your protection over them. We pray especially for those who are in harm's way. We ask that you would bring them home safely. We lift those who are in training right now in our military, and we just pray your protection, strength, and peace over them. And we lift before you those who have returned home changed as a result of their service. We thank you for the sacrifices they were willing to make for our country and we pray your healing over them, mind, body, and soul, and use us to minister that grace to them. And Lord, we um, thank you for this time, and we pray. In your son's holy and precious name we pray, Lord. Amen. Very good. That's a good hang-up. All right, well done. All right, Is I think we've already covered this, but uh, tell me what, what grade you're in, how old you are, what school you're going to go to this fall. Is there a green light? No. 
Now there, now there is. Okay. okay. I'm in sixth grade. I am 11, and I'm going to Piper Ranch Middle School. Okay. So you're going to start middle school in the fall. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. Good. All right. I like that. Um, and uh, let's see. Do uh, you play any sports? We're going to switch out the batteries. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's a pediatrician. <laughs> he can change out Izzy's batteries. He's professionally prepared for this. So Izzy, while we're waiting, I'll just I'll answer that last question for you. You play soccer. Yes, I do. And you play it pretty well, I hear. Yes. Good. All right. And what position do you normally play on the soccer field? Um, center mid. Center mid. That means you run all the time. Mm -hmm. You never stop. You are the Energizer Bunny. You probably don't need to have your batteries changed. Okay. Um, and. Uh, Next year, you're going into sixth grade. That means you have to decide band, choir, orchestra. What are you going to do? Choir. Can somebody send a text to Mrs. Lois? And, and the, uh, is there anybody else on the worship team that might need to know that? No, we're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> All right. You're on next week for worship team, and the week after that for, for nursery. You're good? Okay. Uh, sure. Great. And then soundboard in three weeks. And soundboard in three weeks. Good. All right. Um, and projection <laughs> for Sunday in August. Um, uh, what's your favorite color? Uh, blue. I wore blue today because you told me that. All right. Um, does that make me your favorite pastor? Yes. Excellent answer. All right. Very good answer. Um, favorite movie of all time? The Sandlot. The Sandlot, was that Adam Sandler? No, that was like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, very good. So You're killing me, Smalls, that's a great film. All right, anything else we should know about Izzy before we get started? Um, no. No, like so. you have two wonderful, loving parents? Oh yeah, I have two wonderful, loving parents. And uh, two little sisters that are awesome mm -hmm. and always listen to their older sister and their parents. That's a lie. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Uh, so, Izzy, I got a question for you. Which of your parents do you fear the most? Um, no, don't answer that. They're right there. Look, they're right there. Okay. <laughs> she, when I asked her that question in preparation, she did have an answer, so, just so you know. Yeah. But we're not going to, you know, not here to. Laughs are a horrible Like running laps around the house? Around the neighborhood. Very good. Good exercise. Right. It is good exercise. Makes her a good soccer player. Very good. Um, so, Izzy, in preparation for this message, so the task was to identify sort of a, a, something that was a difficulty in your life and then to look at the names of God as they appear in Scripture and identify names of God that kind of spoke to 
that area of difficulty in your life that, that would help shore that up. And you spent some time in preparation for this with Mrs. Jen. How did that go? Amazing because she's awesome. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, and uh, so you had to come up with a area in your own life that was that were you know posed some difficulties for you some area of struggle what'd you come up with fear anxiety and worry fear anxiety and worry and um when you shared that with mrs jen i my understanding was that you were concerned that your anxiety was a sin that you were somehow disappointing god by being worried about things is that accurate and what did she tell you? Um, she helped me see that this is a normal human feeling, even Jesus felt anxious. Okay. And so she directed you to Luke chapter 22, verses 41 through 44. Before we read that, can you just tell us what's going on in that passage? Like, where are we in the Gospel of Luke? Where are we in the Bible when this passage is read? Jesus is going to pray before he's taken to be crucified, and he is very nervous about what is going to happen. He's anxious about the fact that he's going to have to die for the forgiveness of our sins. Okay, so Jesus has a big event coming up. It's called the cross, <laughs> right? And he's a little nervous about it himself. Can you read us uh, Luke 22, verses 41 through 44, please? Yep. All right. And he withdrew from them about, about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed saying father if you are willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done and there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him and being in agony he prayed more e e earnestly earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground okay so he has to be pretty nervous if he's sweating blood right? That's kind of a, you ever done that? No. Me neither. But I would think you'd have to be really nervous. Um, there is actually a medical condition where you can be so stressed that actual blood comes out through your skin. It's crazy. So that tells us, what does that tell us about Jesus? That Jesus was anxious. Okay. And when you are feeling anxiety and to, to know that Jesus felt anxious, what does that say to your heart? So you know from reading that that Jesus was feeling anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And then you feel sometimes anxiety. I feel anxiety sometimes. And it, it helps us to know that he's been there. Yeah, he's been there, done that, has a t-shirt. Okay, all right. <laughs> what would that t-shirt say? Anxiety are us? I don't know. Um, so, is it a sin to be anxious? It's not a sin to be anxious. Anxiety occurs in a sinful world. Good. So, in the same way, like, if, if someone you love passes away, it, it makes you sad, right? And mm -hmm. you grieve. Is it a sin to grieve? No. No right? It's just part of living in a sinful world that people die and we lose them and it makes us sad. Um, but 
anxiety is much the same way. It's not necessarily a sin to be anxious. We're anxious because there's sin in the world that causes all kinds of problems and things can go wrong, etc. Okay, I think, I think that's clear. Um, so to know that it's not a sin to be anxious, um, how does that help you when you are anxious, worried, or afraid? It helps me just to know that he has been there. He knows how you feel. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be anxious. Great. Okay. So um, one of the things when you were talking to Mrs. Jen about your anxiety, that you used an example of an upcoming event that you were nervous about, right? Mm -hmm. What was that event? Um, My soccer tournament. Okay. And why would you be nervous about a soccer tournament? It was my first one. I had never been to a tournament before, so I did not know what to expect. Okay. And so you have this big event coming up. You're feeling anxiety about it. And it wouldn't be such a big deal if you'd already been to two or three soccer tournaments, uh, but you hadn't. You didn't really know what that meant. And so there's a lot of uncertainty. And you, um, you are approaching that event. Um, well... How did it turn out? How did the soccer tournament turn out? We lost, but we learned a lot, like what our team needs to improve. Okay. So was it the end of the world that you lost? No. Good. And uh, let's see. So not the end of the world. No. Now that you've been through it, you know what one is like. Yeah. And you learned from that loss what your team needed to do to improve. Mm-hmm. And how's your team doing now? They're doing much better. Good. All right. So they've learned. They've grown. Um, good. So you were telling me that you don't like it when you don't know what to expect. Yeah. No, I don't like surprises. And I like to know what the plan is and how things are going to play out, who, what, when, where, and why, and how. I like to be in control whenever possible. All right. Can anybody else here relate to that? I'm just <laughs> curious. All right. Was that well said? Yes. yes. All right. We have, we have hearts resonating with you in this room. Um, you know, thank you for being willing to say that and for your honesty Um, and so we were working on the message of like, we have this, this problem of anxiety, things that, that make us nervous. And we were looking for names of God that spoke to our, um, the ways in which God wants us to relate to him so that when we are anxious, we have his presence, his strength, his word in our hearts to comfort us. Um, so you came across a passage that contained the, do you remember the name of God that you liked the best? Um, it may not be at that point in our notes, but I'm sure you remember it because it was your favorite. My favorite was all almighty God, almighty God. Okay. And so I probably have that question somewhere else in the outline, and I just lost my place, and I threw you off. That's my fault. All right, you're doing great. Um, But this passage had 
uh, a name of God that was similar to that. This one has mighty God, almighty God, same, same. Um, and uh, so that's what got us into this passage. But then it had a few other names of God that all in different ways spoke to this reality that sometimes in life we are anxious. So would you be willing to read for us Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6? Yep. All right. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Okay, so the first question, this child that's going to be born, who is it? Jesus. You have been paying attention in the children's chat all these years. Good job. Um, so Jesus, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. He's talking about a child that will be born who will be the Messiah, right, the Savior, of God's people. So what are the names, according to this passage, of this Messiah who is to be born for the salvation of God's people? What are his names? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. That's a heck of a name. Um, so what is, what is one of the important things that we learn about Jesus from this passage? That he's actually the eternal, almighty God. Okay, so this child who's going to be born, I mean, have you ever seen a baby? Yes. Did you look at the baby and say, that's almighty God himself? No. No, right? And so it's unusual that this baby's name is going to include things like mighty God, everlasting father. Jesus, the Messiah to be born, will be actually God. Great. Uh, and that's a lot of initials. How, what are your initials? ICL. ICL. I'm TWM. According to this passage, what are Jesus' initials? Um, well, it's a lot of initials, actually. So. His initials would be W, M, E, P, and J. All right. Good. I'll take it. It's a lot of initials. So do you know what I was, you want to know what I was really up to there? What? I was, I was trying to get you to say like WCMG and then get to Prince of Peace and then say, I was going to make you say PP in front of the whole church. Uh. I'm just trying to get you ready for sixth grade, Izzy. Didn't work. Didn't work. It did not work. Smarter. I'm outsmarted by a sixth grader. Um, no big surprise. That's enough out of you. All right. Can you, can you tell him to quiet down, please? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So um, the wonderful counselor name. So if you went to a good counselor, what is something you would want to receive from that counselor? Comfort and understanding. Okay. So you want someone who can listen to you and understand you and provide some degree of comfort to whatever it is you're going through. Um, and you found a verse in the New Testament. We read it to the kids earlier. Can you read that one again, the Second Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17, please? Yep. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Good. So what does this passage have to say to the Izzy who is, who is sitting there before her very first soccer tournament She's a bit nervous, a bit anxious, a little worried. What does this passage have to say to that Izzy? That God wants us to find comfort in the love of his son 
and he he wants us to be confident in his love so we can focus on doing the good things he has planned for us and so even when you are not in control and don't know the plan what oh wait never mind say yeah I w- just those two things okay so god wants us to find comfort and to have confidence yeah i that was my formatting mistake that you just walked it's right fine. into yeah that's that's the caliber of pastor it. you're dealing with here all right um but uh, God wants you to have, find comfort, have confidence. So when you go into that soccer tournament, you're not standing on the field afraid. You're like, okay, God's with me. I've got this, okay? Um, so even when you're not in control, you don't know the plan, things are uncertain, what can you still have according to God's word? Confidence that God's got this. Okay. Very good. And did he? Yes. He did. Good. All right. So God wants us to know that he's got this. Um, You have covered now the wonderful counselor name. What are the next two names in the list? Mighty God and Everlasting Father. Okay. Mighty God and Everlasting Father. And we found a verse in the very last book of the Bible. that talks about both of those two, those two names together, basically. Um, but tell me why Almighty God was your favorite name. Um, so Almighty God was pretty much my favorite name because it just made me feel and think that he's in control. He knows what's going to happen, Good. and he has everything planned out. Good. All right. He does have a plan. Good. I like that. Um, So can you read Revelation chapter 4, verse 8 for us, please? Mm -hmm. And um, before you do, so this is the last book of the Bible. God is sitting on his throne in heaven, and there are these weird beings hovering around him. All right. And they're going to say something that really spoke to you. So go ahead. Revelation 4, 8, please. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. All day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Awesome. So they talk about both the God Almighty, the mighty God name, and the everlasting Father aspect of who God is both in that same verse, um, and can we just say those are some weird birds? Like Definitely. eyes all around and within, six wings, what's going on? Um, so let me, let me just sort of break from the passage for just a second. We'll get back to it. But the Izzy, who's now been through a soccer tournament, and you're looking back at the Izzy who was sitting there never having been to a soccer tournament, what would this Izzy say to that Izzy if she could? There's nothing to worry about. Just try your best. The worst possible outcome is that you just will lose a game, and that will show you what you need to do to get better. Okay. That's pretty good perspective. Um, And so we looked at this passage, and the, the fact that God has a plan, 
He's already been there. He's, he exists before, during, and after yes. our experience in time. And therefore, you can actually, before an event, you can actually talk to someone who knows what's going to happen, right? Who has that perspective. So what is something that you see in this passage that tells us more about God Almighty and the fact that he is our everlasting father? That he always has been, that he is now, and that he always will be. God exists in the past, present, and future all at once. Okay, that's kind of mind-blowing. So, so God, is, God exists here and now. He also exists in the past, and he also exists in the future. That's different, right? Yeah. But um, why is it important when we are experiencing anxiety to remember and reflect on the fact that God always has been, he is now, and he always will be? Why is that important? Because we need to know that God exists in the past, present, and fu- past, present, and future. He knows how things are going to go. So even when we don't know how things are going to go, we can still trust in the Almighty God, who always has been, is now, and forever will be. Awesome. So it's it's almost as if the Izzy before the soccer tournament has occurred can talk to a God who's already been through the soccer tournament and have that perspective, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm glad I got that right. Um, so you found another verse in our, in our journey here that spoke to this final name that's listed in the Isaiah verse, uh, that he is our um, Prince of Peace. All right. And so this one's a little more uh, complicated because it involves a person named Gideon who's a judge in the book of Judges. He's a warrior. And so Gideon is um, hiding. Do you remember that part of our conversation? So he's, mm-hmm. he's in a hole working so that the enemies of his country don't see him. So does that sound like a brave man to you? No. No. It's kind of sad he's hiding in a hole. He's hiding in a hole. And what, when God comes to him, what is, you remember what God said to him? It's not in your notes. No. Um, he's like, hey. Yeah, he's like, hey, you need to go fight them. You need yes. to like create a small army with less people than them. And just go fight them. Yes. And he actually called Gideon, who's hiding in a hole. Hey, mighty man of valor, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and, and Gideon's like, what? I'm, I'm in a hole, dude. I'm, I'm hiding in I'm a hole. I'm hiding in a hole. Who are you calling mighty man of valor? And... Was, was God calling Gideon a mighty man of valor because Gideon was being brave? No. No? He was calling him a mighty man of valor because God was going to move through him to do something mighty. God Almighty yeah. was going to do that. Okay. So um, Gideon has, well, okay. What is Gideon anxious and nervous about? Um. He's anxious about the tournament he's about to play in. Okay, good. So he's got this tournament coming up that he's not been in yet. He doesn't know what to expect. Um, and he, he actually, yeah, he does a lot of things that aren't very brave. But God uses him, in spite of his anxiety, his worry, and his fear, he uses him to do a mighty thing and to save Israel. Right? Okay. 
Right. So we're going to read, you're going to read for us just this little snippet from the story of Gideon where Gideon comes face to face with God and says, he says something to God and God says something to him or vice versa. I don't remember. You read it for us. Straighten it out. Okay. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear, you shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. Okay. So there is a new iteration of the name of God, that God is peace, um, the Prince of Peace, if you will. And... Uh, when you're nervous about something and your dad hears you being nervous, what, is, what does he usually say to you? What's the worst thing that can happen? All right. And does he usually answer that question? No. No? He makes me answer it. He makes you answer it? Mm-hmm. And then he might point out to you that what's not going to probably happen. I'm not going to die. You're not going to die. So just get over it and move on, right? Go do it. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. So he's the one you turn to for compassion and comfort and <laughs> understanding? Um, you don't have to answer that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't right. know. It's both. It's okay. Both um, So he, your dad usually reminds you, like, hey, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. What's the worst that can happen? And what, was, what did God actually literally say to Gideon in this passage? That he's not going to die. You're not going to die. Like he's not going to die. That's not bad advice, right? Um, so uh, Gideon knew that the girls on the other team were bigger, older, more experienced. They were probably going to wipe him off the face of the earth. But God told him uh, what he needed to know. What did God want Gideon to know? The Lord is peace. The Lord is peace. So even in that anxiety, we can have peace, which is pretty awesome. Um, how might it be helpful to you when you are worried about the future to um, remember that, that God is your peace? Yeah. We can always turn to him. He is always there for us. He is going to take care of us no matter what. We can always pray to him. And... I will say, like, bonus points to you, because several times during our conversation, you would say, well, we can always pray. We can always stop and pray. And when we're worried, we can pray. And I, I just, to, to hear your heart, like, already tuned in and geared into praying, like, that's a place that you go for strength, was, was actually very inspiring for me. I'm, I was blessed to hear that. Um, so summarize for us what what some of the things that you gleaned from this exercise can you just summarize what God wants us to remember when yeah. we're anxious about things he has been anxious to find comfort in his love have confidence in him he is always in control he has always been is now and always will be with us he wants us to have peace with him throughout Jesus Christ we are not gonna die you sure about that well we'll die eventually but he's kind of got that covered, too. All right. And uh, um, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, he covered that through the death of his own son, right, which is kind of what brings us back full circle to this idea that our God 
has been there. He's lived a human life. He's died a human death. He's risen from the dead so that we can have hope that lasts forever, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, when we close in prayer, do you want to dial or hang up? Hang up. I don't like dialing. You want to hang up again. All right. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Izzy and her open heart to um, not only uh, express what she's feeling and struggling with, but to also turn her heart towards your word and to uh, really dig in and seek answers there. We thank you for the names through which you have revealed yourself to us in your word, that you indeed are our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. And I pray, Father, for each one of us as we face uncertainty and anxiety that you would remind us that, uh, of who you are and what you have done for us, that we would find that peace that transcends understanding through a deeper knowledge and understanding of your love for us through your Son, Jesus Christ. In your son's holy and precious name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Great job, Izzy.